Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing Lake Worcester State Park in Worcester, Oklahoma, and later in the show we'll talk about the new law. I'm Brett. And I am Harley. So I had a Jurassic weekend. It really kicked my Jurassic. Jurassic Quest has been town. Ever heard of it? I have. I vaguely remember. Now, after kind of walking around, and it's a lot of it's, you know, animatronic dinosaurs. I vaguely remember in sometime in the late 80s, maybe early. Well, I would say probably closer to uh, Jurassic Park. Because I think Jurassic Park, let's be real. As much as The Walking Dead is done for the <laughs> for the zombie apocalypse, uh, Jurassic Park did a lot for like bringing back, making dinosaurs, uh, dinosaurs great, again. Great, great again, especially to kids our age. But I vaguely remember during the state fair, there was a building that had a few animatronic dinosaurs in it, and I was just completely in awe of it. So it had to have probably been about around the same time, 95? I don't know. I never... 94? Never was a never got into the dinosaur thing. Really? Never cared. You were an archaeologist in training, a I junior was an ar- junior anthropologist. Oh, I thought you were an. I, you know what? All these years, I thought you were an archaeologist. I just now found out you were you were an anthropologist. Archaeology is part of anthropology. You're thinking of paleontology. Paleontology, which is completely different. Okay, you're right. Golly, this is why I I like to look at them. They're Cool. I like to see the pictures. Give me the. Where's the pop up book? This is why I didn't go to college for anything. Uh, but anyway, you were a, a country cousin to archaeology, which is a country cousin to paleontology, and then blah 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 dinosaurs. All right, cool. Anyway, Jurassic Quest, pretty cool in the Bennett Building uh, at the fairgrounds. If you're not familiar with who Bennett is, Troy Bennett. Okay, none of that matters. The real question what? was. How did the real fans feel about the show? Um, Carson? It's a mixed bag. Mason loves everything. He just wants to run around. You know how kids are when they're, they're still kind of, they know sorry, how to walk. How old is Carson now? Is he three? He'll be three in April. He'll be three in April. And he doesn't like dinosaurs? He does. Okay. But there's just, it was, a, there was a lot and they had a section where you could put your kids on it and kind of ride it like a, like a dime store, you know, mm-hmm. think of a dime store pony, but a velociraptor, velociraptor, <laughs> which the, the weight limit was 150 pounds, which I was kind of pissed off about because I would have ridden if I would have ridden it. Not a question. So he got up there and not real happy. Anyway, a lot of it's animatronics. They had some, a real, the thing I liked the most is they had this dinosaur training where this, per, this raptor came out. I see, I'm not, I refuse to say person in a raptor suit. I refused to reveal the magic behind it, but came out and was trained by a trainer. And I just like that. It's just, it's, I was giddy. They were like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, dinosaur. I mean, you know what I mean? I was like a child. <laughs> just let me loose in a paleontolog- a paleontological dreamscape. I mean, it was really cool. A little overpriced. I will say that. They're not from around here, so I can say not cheap for what you get. I can but- see that. I mean but that's a lot of machinery. There's a lot to of machinery haul around and keep up. You know, you're seeing a lot of dinosaurs doing the robot. It's kind of weird. They're like, 
you know, it's like, uh, but, uh, there was a ton of people there at 24 to $39 a pop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not, when you look at the overall scheme of how much it costs for entertainment, I guess 24 bucks isn't that bad, but when you're taking three-year-olds. They can't, that don't really, they can't do the bouncy house, bouncy house stuff. There was a bunch of that. I mean, they could do some little fossil digs and stuff, but Carson's just not, they're still at that age, especially Mason, but Carson's just not into that age where he's ready to jump in and do a bunch of different things. He's kind of takes his time to, he's very, he, he has a, he has a certain way he likes to do things. So right. it was cool though. I mean, I don't think I'll do it again. Well, on the other end of the spectrum yeah. of raising children. God, I'm jealous. I'm so jealous of you right now. My son wanted to go hiking that for his is, birthday. How many teenagers asked to go hiking? I mean, if your dad is Indiana Jones, probably a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, we went to Lake Worcester State Park and a few other places. But today we're going to talk about Lake Worcester State Park in southeast Oklahoma. It's near the gorgeous Washita National Forest. I feel like you're moving to southeastern Oklahoma. Or, or yeah. you're you're grooming it as a as your final it's, resting place. Dude, it's pretty. Like, it's nice down there. Like, it really is. There's some real hills down there. You know, the, I mean, not not some foothills, but some like real like the mini Rockies yeah. <laughs> in some spots. Lake Worcester State Park is created by the Poto River. It was created or start. They started planning of it in 1938 with the Flood Control Act, and it was authorized for flood control and conservation. The area around the lake, though, has been inhabited for thousands of years. There are numerous mounds in the area. Hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. Right, Some possible upcoming shows. Likely. Those mounds, though, were created by prehistoric Native Americans. There are some Viking carvings in the area. I understand. And during territorial times, the area was located in Sugarloaf County, one of the counties making up the Choctaw Nation. I instantly heard the voice of the voice of ancient aliens. Prehistoric prehistoric Native Americans, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, it just made me think that there was some conspiracy or alien theory to, because you said they constructed the mountains. So it just made me, my prehistoric... No, they created the mounds. I thought not you the said mountains. mountains. I thought you said mountains. No, <laughs> there there are burial mounds right, in the area. Right. We've yes. talked. We've talked about the mounds many times. Yes, we have. Okay, I don't know why I thought I heard you say mountains. No, I so they did not sorry. construct I was the like, mountains. Wait a second. We need to. We can't just glaze over the fact that they made the mountains. Come on. <laughs> Wrong show. Wrong show. <laughs> All together. Please continue. Tell me more about your hiking experience. So Lake Worcester State Park, though, is gorgeous. There, It is a really pretty lake, and it has a lot of potential. Like, my personal opinion, the way the cabins are set up, which we stayed in one of the, the cabins there. Yeah, you told me that. The way the cabins are set up on an island, they have 360-degree water views, dude. Oh, it's that's, that's out awesome. the back door, out the front door, water, water everywhere, and it's pretty. Pretty mountains. The whole area is covered in pine and oak, mm-hmm. but they have the setup, dude. It is right there. Those those cabins should be renting for three or four hundred dollars a night. They're yeah. currently charging seventy five to one hundred and twenty dollars a night. But here's the thing, I, my it begs the question: Is it so? Are they just are they trying to put asses in 
seats at 75 bucks a night? I, I can't figure out why. So uh, I'll get to it. But okay. as far as the cabins go, and they have other forms of camping as well. Yeah. But they've got 15 cabins. They've got RV sites with full hookups, some with water and, and some with electric only. Uh, they've got tent sites. But the cabins are either lake view or park view. Right. There are half the cabins are in the woods and half of them are on this island. Yeah. Or it's really a peninsula, but we'll call it an island because that's what they call it. The cabins have stone frame fireplaces. They sleep between four and six guests. Full kitchen, full bathroom, full living room, LCD television. They've got a sleeper sofa in the living room. Jiminy Christmas. They're, again, the amenities for the price. Yes. Air conditioning, heating, the whole nine. Yeah. So you can go there. And like I said, it's inexpensive. If you want a an inexpensive weekend trip, this is the one. Yeah. I mean, Beaver's Bend, I love you, but can you get me in at 75 to 100 a night? So as far as the downsides on these cabins. Oh, here we go. They're a little on, they're, they have some serious disrepair. Hmm. They stopped including dishes and cookware. I think it's probably a COVID thing. Yeah. But a lot of the cabins that we've stayed at before, they'll have just... It's not great dishes. Right. And then you wash them and... You, yeah. Yeah, you, you put them away. And, exactly. Right. They don't include any of that. So huh. if you're going camping and you're going to stay at a cabin... Okay. You have to bring your whole kitchen with you. Yeah. B-Y-O, B-Y-O-D. You know, bring your own dishes. <laughs> Everything. You know, I mean, you have to bring your food, you have to bring your dishes, you have to bring your cookware, you have to bring your silverware. It's not convenient. Mm -hmm. So you're basically either eating out or you have a travel trailer with your entire kitchen in the back, and that doesn't really. You just might as well hook it up to an RV. Exactly. RV hookup, yeah. Overall, it's not well kept up. Mm. I'm going to say, of all. All of the state parks that I've been to, Lake Worcester is probably the least well-maintained. Here's the situation. I, I, I haven't stayed in a ton of, uh, ton of cabins. I've stayed in quite a few hotel rooms, and I've stayed in a lot of hotel rooms in, say, Las Vegas. I've overlooked a lot of stuff in a hotel in Las Vegas because I'm not going to stay in my hotel room in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. If I go to stay in a cabin... I'm going to spend a lot of time, you know, I might go to town. Let's, you know, like we've talked about before, if you're staying a couple nights, the first night you eat, you either make a meal at the cabin and then the next night you go to town. Right. But I like to kind of kick back and relax and go out on the deck and have a cup of coffee and, and feel relaxed. To me, it sounds like it just, now I can see why it may be so cheap. You're getting a structure. Yes. And, I think a lot of it is just they don't do a lot of volume. Yeah. But my point is from the views, and I showed you pictures. Oh, yeah. They were nice. They were great views. It's a gorgeous lake. Yeah. It's small. Small. It's not the biggest lake in yeah, the state. It's not tin killer. <laughs> and again, you know, with little more than a dozen cabins, yeah, that, that's not a lot mm-hmm. for for a state park. But if they raise the rates and put in the work on these things, I'm telling you, that's $400 a night every night just for the views. Oh, easy. Easily. And it's not happening. And I think it's it's a priority thing, and I think they don't think that the the business is... Describe for me, because I'm, in my mind I'm going, because I think South... I immediately think, when I think South... When you say, let's get a cow... If you just said to me, Brett, 
How about getting a cabin in southeastern Oklahoma? The first thing I'm going to think of is Beaver's Bend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think I'm going to think uh, Broken Broken Bow. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't think Worcester. No, and, and again, so what separates them? Like I know when you're in, I've been to Beaver's Bend. I've been to Broken Bow. There's trees all around. You know, there's a there's a winery down there. There's all these other things that that kind of attract that help kind of attract you to the area. What describe paint the picture for me? What it looks like around where you're at. So in in general, yeah, I would say that the town of Worcester is probably a little bit on the more depressed side. I don't think they have a, a booming industry mm-hmm. to support the town. So I think a lot of it is people that don't live there or people that have the lower echelon jobs to support the community. And since the park is a big part of that, yeah. well, you, you're setting the rates so low and you set the bar so low that you know people don't mind staying in it because it's $75. Mm-hmm. But they're not staying extended time it's yeah. just a place to hang their hat yeah it's not we're we're staying here because the fishing's good and the this and the that and the antique mall right right hmm. so um overall I, I feel like it has a lot of potential i mean yeah. a lot of potential this place is gore it has the views to charge four hundred dollars a night they just need the infrastructure worked on a bit it's not even a lot well, I mean, you talked about the size of the lake. I mean, I, you're probably not going to see, a, you know, ski boats and stuff. I mean, it's, a, what, a 7,000-acre lake, something like that. I mean, it's not, again, probably not, it's on the smaller side. But for me, a lot of what I'm paying for is the view. And that's, I, I they mean, have honestly, it in abundance, dude. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's it's hard to beat yeah. the views. The hiking is good. The, the trails are nice. There's plenty of places to go hike in the area. and Again, it's pretty forest that is not common to a lot of Oklahoma. Yeah. So, you know, the pine trees in abundance is not something that you typically see in a lot of Oklahoma parks. No, and when you're driving southeastern Oklahoma, there's a point where you get to where all of a sudden you feel like you're in Oregon. I right. Mean, it's crazy down there. But there are plenty of places to bike. There's plenty of boating. They have a water spray park. There's a long beach designated for swimming. Dude, perfect place for wildlife watching or nature photography. And there's some hunting facilities in the uh, mm-hmm. near uh, at the Worcester Wildlife Management Area. But again, it's a small lake yeah. that could be, it's small enough that you could put in a small investment and mm-hmm. make it a just a shining jewel, dude. Yeah. I, I'm the, the views. And the the way it's arranged are a, it's a perfect footprint for a high end luxury style resort. Yeah, it really is. And but again, you know, if you're looking for an inexpensive night or an inexpensive weekend to go out and walk through some pretty woods and have the gorgeous views, this is definitely a, a place that you should consider. Just bring your own dishes, and but you can bring your own pets too, right? Uh, yeah, they do allow pets. It's $20 a night for pets. And this is one of those places where you have to do everything online. Mm, you can't yeah, just roll in at 752 on a Thursday and get go, your keys. you know, yeah. give me a cabin. Right. Like you had to have it all set up in wow. advance on the internet. So, well, if you're looking for a cheap, leisurely 
weekend in Worcester at Worcester Lake. Check them out at facebook.com slash Worcester Lake. And coming up next, if you're thinking you're going to get high on 820, you're dead wrong. Stick around. I'm Raven Rollins, and this is my Southern True Crime podcast where I discuss cases from my former hometown. Ada, Oklahoma paints itself as an average community, but its history of murder and corruption runs deeper than any story has ever told. You'll hear plenty of special guests, including authors and experts in their fields, who visit with me on each episode, as well as other cases in the southern states. With notorious and unknown cases alike, every victim sees the light on my show. This is Sirens, a true crime podcast. So, Brett, our new story comes out of the Washita Valley Community News. I've got some, I've got some opinions on this bill being shot down, but go ahead. So, the new story: recreational marijuana resounding no locally. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Are you shocked by that? I'm not. We're a very conservative state, just to start off with. But I am shocked about a lot of the numbers. But my question to you is: I, I agree with you on the conservative side, but if you're if you're big marijuana, basically, if you're big medical marijuana, you don't want recreational marijuana. Because, do you? Oh, no, yeah, you do. You do? Yes, you do. So, according to the state, mm-hmm. only 9.6% of the state got a, of the citizens of the state got a medical marijuana card. So, yes, they like having the medical portion because you can charge more for something called medical. Mm-hmm. But if you picked up three or four times as many people true if you took away all the hoops i promise you got to make up that business and volume but here's the i'm going to say come at this from a street logic perspective there are a lot of people that smoke marijuana that are on the books and there's a ton of them that aren't on the books oh yeah if you're i mean that doesn't i'm i'm naturally suspicious if i'm still going to buy it from not i'm saying hypothetically if i'm still going to buy it from my guy and not have to go in and pay tax and da 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 da. I'm gonna. I'm just. I'd rather not. I mean, the same people. I don't think any. Yeah, of the, but here's the thing. That paranoia makes perfect sense if you're talking about medical marijuana. Right. You got to fill out all the paperwork. You got to get a license from the state. Yeah. But if you can just walk into Seven Eleven and give me, you know, give me a pack of Mary Jane One Twenty. We've talked about that. I promise you, those numbers change dramatically, and you're not going to your buddy that you're not going to your your shady guy that you got to meet outside of the Seven Eleven, you know, behind the building at eleven o'clock at night. You're not going to that guy if you can get it for the same price or cheaper at the Seven Eleven, walking in at any point in time in the day in broad daylight for half the price. I get it, but you're also not going to... What are you going to pay for a pack of marijuana light 100s? You know what I mean? I've, if a pack of cigarettes is what? $8 a pack? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I think for your people that have been doing it the longest, they don't care about getting a license. They don't care. You know what I mean? No, they don't. That's yeah. why I'm saying if it, if it was recreational, if they could just walk into the 7-Eleven and buy it, they're going to do that. Right. They're going to do that versus doing all of the shady stuff behind the scenes in the back alleys. Because price-wise, it's not going to be... You're not going to see a... You're not going to get a better deal from the guy in the alley. I mean, true. I mean, I see it. I mean, I I get it. 
But I, some of the numbers, though, that so it, it was voted no by a overwhelming yeah, majority. Yeah, the, two thirds of the state said hell no. The numbers in the news story, though, are are kind of interesting to me. There are two thousand eight hundred and seventy seven dispensaries in the state of Oklahoma. Three thousand dispensaries. I feel like there's three thousand dispensaries between here, here and, and the stop sign. Don't you just want to say like in more? I could. I know where there were fifty. But the thing that bothers me is there. Almost 3,000 dispensaries. There are se- over 7,000 licensed growers in the state of Oklahoma. You can't sell it outside of the state. Yeah. So which what, means yeah. that every dispensary has at least three different suppliers for those numbers to, to line up. Jeez, man. I just feel like that's, it seems weird to me. It, it does seem weird and it, it's something's <laughs> hinky. I don't know. I don't know how you, furthermore, I don't know how you, it's, how one of them doesn't have a monopoly on the whole situation. I just, there's too much, oh man, there's a lot of money at stake. And that's the other thing too. If, if the state would wise up, that's a lot of revenue. It is, but I just, I don't think it's a matter of the state being, of the state wising up. I think it was a bad bill. I think the writing of the bill was bad. I feel like they're not doing enough to show that it can be done safely, and that's on them. That's you want to change the the fundamental laws of this of the land. The onus is on you, yeah, to prove that we're not going to have a whole bunch of strung out teenagers, you know, waiting to get their their fix at the local Seven Eleven. You know, you you've got to prove that you're capable of changing that law yeah. and it not having a huge negative impact on the state. Well, what are your thoughts, folks? Is it is it time to roll it up or put it out? I'm not sure. I I think it's going to come back around. Oh, it definitely will. I mean, it, it may take a while. This is Oklahoma. I mean, we thought we'd never get the lottery. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Tattoos. Yeah. We were one of the last. We were one of what two states out of 48 were the that were the last to get tattoos, and there's still some shitty tattoos out there. So it takes a while. It, it takes a while for this stuff to grow on us. But anyway, how do you feel about it? Let us know. You can always visit us at OnlyNoKShow.com. And uh, new shows every week. I'm Brett. I'm Harley. And we're out of here. Peace. These are the Americans that we will take in trade for Biden. And they're all dead. James Dean. Are you? Elvis. Are you recording? Yes. A Marilyn Monroe. And uh, we will take 100,000 Levi. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give I'll give Eastern Europe this much credit. They, um, they've always been pretty good at their political rhetoric with, with their campaign posters and the anti this and the... Somebody put together a list. Stop using anti-podcaster language. Instead of using the phrase, Ugh, hurry up and start the show already. Instead say, The 20-minute cold open about your personal Twitter drama was nice. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of using another boring tangent, Who asked for this? Instead use, I find your hyperfixation so interesting. (laughs) Instead of saying, the audio sounds so f- bad. Instead, say, 
using the echo to repeat everything you said really reinforces your point. <laughs> Where'd you find that? It's somebody put it online. Oh. And then instead of using get a real job, say, I love you. Yeah. They're the Russian bots. Ryan James Nathan Jonathan. Because <laughs> he wants to be a, a part of our Facebook group. Let me guess. He's a concierge at McDonald's. How um, about Richard Theo John Tina? Because that's somebody else. They just joined Facebook five hours ago. But Richard Theo John Tina, four names, two of them male first names, two of them female first names. I don't think that's a real name. I could be wrong. Their parents love them very much. Or 276 Parios, 158 Parios, 672 Parios. We've already had some, we've already had a Parios. Come over here. I also don't know why the people that clean out heating vents feel like the Discover Oklahoma page is the best place to market that. Today on the show, we've got ballistic ballistic and explosives expert. <laughs> Harley J. Edgar Hoover Covington. God. He's a 12th generation. Today on the show, we have a 12th generation Winchester. <laughs> a 12th generation Winchester, an explosive, uh, explosives expert, and apparently he just turned into a librarian. This is the only in safety show against people putting reviews of things on Facebook and not telling the Saying, don't no, ever go I'm, back again. I'm just saying. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm just. I'm just gonna, gonna rail some, on them. I'm yeah. I'm gonna put some emphasis on the cool parts, and I'm not gonna like get blood on my shoes on the bad parts. No, because your kids spread feces all over the place. How you know that wasn't there before? <laughs> Could have been a bat. Could have been bat droppings. Um, your kids wrote their names with their shit. Because one of their kids, your kids' names is Turd, and the other one is Fart. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, freaking Raising Arizona, where he's got the crayon and he writes Fart on the wall, and he goes, "What you fancy? What you fancy?" He shoots him in the freaking crotch with the water gun. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about wife swapping. Sorry, one of my favorite lines to say is, "Keep your damn hands off my wife." <laughs> Okay. My favorite line is still the old Oh, yeah. Walking Walking down down nine mile. mile. (laughs) Sandwich in one hand and put a head in the other. I told you there was another movie, a more recent movie within the last five or six years, where they used that joke from the old old nine mile joke. They said it was just a, I think it might have been like something, a show that was supposed to be serious, like true detectives. He's like, that sandwich in one hand and head in the other. I mean, I don't think they... I knew right away. I was like, ting. Bill Tompkins? No, not that mother scratcher. Not that mother scratcher. What's it? Nathan Arizona, what does he say? Is your name... <laughs> so, is your real name name Arizona? He goes, well, hell no. You think they'd buy... What did he say? You think they'd buy furniture from a place called Unpainted Huffines? <laughs> I love how oblivious, really, um, Ed is. It just, it just doesn't register with her. She's like, yeah, we, 
we got ourselves a, a, a real family in it. She, he's like, oh, honey, they're just going to hang out for a little while. <laughs> Shit. Mm-hmm. So set the stage for me, Harley. You walked into Fallujah, just you. You had six clips and one gun, man. Paint the picture for us so the people at home can really see what it's like to be in a one-on-one with the whole Taliban. I watched a Tubi movie today. Did you really? (laughs) Okay, so this movie was trying really hard to be something, but it's it was a Tubi-produced movie, brand new, called Castaways. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's post-apocalyptic. They don't really talk about the apocalypse. Mm. But there is a boat, and these people are getting on the boat, and they have to have, like... A barcode to get on the boat? No, it's like a hospital band. Okay. But then, like, it's weird. It's all girls getting on, and one of the guys is writing something after, and she's like, what are you writing? And he said, oh, um, you're special. You know, so she she gets on the boat. Well, the boat crashes, whatever. And these girls, two girls, wake up on an island. For some reason, between the two of them, they both have every skill needed to live on a... An island by yourself? On a deserted island. Yeah. And they go real quick, and I'm like, am I watching a porn? Mm-hmm. But, like, nothing below the bathing suit ever came off. And I'm like, okay, is it... What, what are you trying to do here? Yeah. Yeah. What are we selling? And I'm pretty sure after watching the whole movie that it was really just true love after the apocalypse on a desert island. I think that was the whole gist of it. What did you think of season one of The Last of Us as a whole? Is it done? Was that the end? Yeah. Did you watch episode nine? The uh, Were they... What, what, what the fuck did they do? It ended... Here's what's funny. Oh, it, no. They went to the hospital... And they got out of the hospital, and he lied to her, and they're, like, sitting outside. That's the end of the season end, one? So, they're at the edge and overlooking... Yeah. That's so... Uh, Force Awakens, when they look they look over the demolished Death Star, Death Star before they go any farther. Yeah, that was in. That's dumb. Yeah, I... They, they moved that storyline so very short a distance. Yeah. Like, it puts Lost to shame. Well, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything for the character arcs for me. Like I don't feel like this is what I compared it to. I watched it. It was a. I think it's a a, a good show. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's great. No. Now, bear with me here. I made a comparison. Seasons one to three of The Walking Dead was some of the best TV in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Those first three seasons. Yeah, I agree. What they did in that first season of Walking Dead, that whole first epi- episode uh, pilot, Days Gone, I think it's Days Gone By, with the whole Rick riding a horse down the fucking highway and all, they, it doesn't pack, it, Last of Us doesn't pack season one of The Walking Dead's lunch. No. And I got into a debate with somebody, and I said, here's the situation. The Walking Dead really kind of paved the way because after Walking Dead, about halfway point, then you start seeing in these all these World War Z oh, yeah. Part Twelve. It really paved the way for shows like it. I think the problem with The Last of Us, I think they're striking. They were within striking distance when the game came out. They probably could have did something with it then. Now, granted, it's a different kind of show. Uh, see, here's the thing: 
I get what you're go- where you're going at if they would have done it at a different time. It doesn't matter because they didn't spend the time building the characters. They spent way too much time building ancillary killer characters yeah. that they killed within seven minutes of introducing yeah. them. I'm sorry. Yes, you do need character development for your ancillary characters, but you don't spend 40% of your, of your show building up an ancillary character for no payoff. And the problem, the other problem I have with it too is that like most video game IPs that try to make a transition into big screen or small screen, it suffers from the same tropes. We've, we have to spoon feed everyone each character because, and then you've got to please the people that played the game, the game that came out literally 10 years ago. Yeah, those people don't count. They don't count because literally there are so few of them that are actually watching the show that give a shit yeah. about the individual characters that they remember playing from the game. It doesn't count. See, here's the thing. Well, it was the um, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Sean Bean. Isn't that his name? Yep. Sean Bean. Eddard Stark, yeah. They gave him, what, 17 minutes where you thought, Oh, this this guy is the main character. And then they chopped this, his damn head off. And they killed him like that. Yeah. But he did such a good job. In that was, 17 minutes. He was so well written and so well acted. Right. That you actually had real feelings about that guy dying. Yeah, when his head got cut off, we all did the same thing. Fudge. <laughs> but yeah. when you're watching The Last of Us, there are a couple of people that come close to getting you a little bit emotionally involved, but then you realize the payoff for that little bit of emotional attachment that you had, and you're like, who the cares? I This is the thing I disagree, I disagree with them, with some of the choices that they made in the show. I think, you know, Tess, yes, she was a character in the game that died in the game. I don't think that you have to go shot for shot. Yep. This is the part where in the game she died right here. I think I really think you could take that and expand it almost like into a fan fiction so type. He, here's what you no, you don't need shot for shot a, a, attention to detail to match the game. Yeah. What you do for your hardcore fans, you take a scene and go and you make a shot for shot re And they did it with the op- in the when they're driving through town in the beginning and it's one of the best scenes in the movie. Movie best scenes in the the whole sequence of that first episode is when they're driving through and you could and the sound the muffled sound coming from the front while she's looking through the window in the back it has that I mean if you played the game you went that's what they did and and that was a great a great move but which is fine you sprinkle that stuff into your story right you do not go well. The fans these days, if you if you change anything, they just leave you. Like, no, that's not what they do. No, the fans these days don't like when you take the main character from a show and completely change them. That's what they don't like. Yeah, yeah. Like making Superman super simp is not going to win over the people that are already fran- fans of Superman. Well, I, I think overall the show is good. My, for me, I think. It's kind of like Game of Thrones. Until, you know, I'm looking, sure, I'm looking forward to season two. Let's see what happens next. But we still have a game 
that was the probably one of the lowest rated games that came out that year was The Last of Us Part Two. I want to see what we do when we get when we run out of source material. It's like when Game of Thrones. Okay, we got three books. Mm-hmm. We did eight seasons, and people lost their collective shit and love or hated this and that. And I like to see them kind of take some some go open world with it. Get take some artistic freedom with it, and and quit trying to pander and placate fans. I just hate that. I think we've said it a thousand times. I think it's something that you and I beat. It's a horse that died a long time ago, and we just continuously beat the the bones into powder. Make a good show. That's it. Write it well. Produce it well. Cast direct it well. It well. Cast it well. Make a good show. Mm-hmm. I've been to the end of the YouTube internet, yeah, and I've seen some rock-solid gems where you can tell any money to make a movie. But we made didn't a movie. have a yeah. nickel to rub together against a dime. Or like there was nothing. <laughs> or we've got in the credits. There's a thousand producers, people that donated money to their GoFundMe. But they or Indiegogo. They yeah. took a good idea. They wrote a good story, and they got people who were who were committed to making the movie. And that's what it takes. Yeah. If you just go, well, we got two hundred and fifty million dollars. Uh, let's start off with two hundred million dollars in shitty actors. And how many do how many dragons do we need? Yeah. Well, that makes me talk like Arnold. All right. How different would Kindergarten Cop been if it was a tumor? It is a tumor. <laughs> Roll credits. Chemo. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one.